It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars 3-2 in the shootout. Vegas never led in this game, but they stuck with it and found a way to win. 4-0 now on the year for the Stanley Cup champion, defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights. And to help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what? It, it, was, it was an intense game. It, it lived up to kind of the hype that we had going into it. Western Conference Final rematch. There were a couple of fights, some big hits, certainly some physicality in this game. But, you know, what what stood out most to you, Dan, about the Golden Knights' performance in this one in picking up two points? Well, they have played opponents without some of their regular players, um, meaning the Golden Knights have been without some of their regular players. And guys have continued to step up. And for the first time, you felt like, okay, maybe those missing regulars will cost them you know that you've got theodore in consecutive games playing most minutes john stevens it looks like tries to kind of alternate like some games petrangelo is going to play the most and then theodore will play the most and it could depend on opponent and the type of game but you know you've got a couple games in a row without petrangelo which would be hard enough as the knights experienced last year but you're also down martinez and white cloud so when you've got, you know, Korzak, Pahal that are not accustomed to this kind of intensity, you know, how would they respond? You know, what situations do you want to use them? Are you overtaxing other players? Basically, Ryan, those guys did not break. And, uh, Ryan, it sounds like Bruce Cassidy is beginning his press conference, if you'd like to go to that. All right, let's go downstairs to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. Looks like we're going to build some more, so entertaining um it's actually good that each team got a you know point out of it when you put that much on the table to be honest with you uh, we were able to get the extra one in entertaining overtime and um good for the guys for a lot of good things in our end and um so happy to get the two points go to gary then ken bruce gary lawless vegas golden knights you moved carlson up late it looked like he was really had his legs all night how good was he He's always good, Gary, to be honest with you. He might not show up in the score sheet every night good, but um, very reliable guy, playing with some younger players, trying to bring him along. Um, so I think it was just an opportunity to get him more minutes with guys that were a little more in tune with this type of game. Um, you know, you're, you're down. You're, I don't know if it's necessarily shortening the bench, but it's trying to get some offensive guys together and then maybe – through guys that are going to play, you know, play a hard four check. So, you know, hopefully result of some, the skill guys come over and then now they're pinned in a little bit. So th that was the impetus behind it. It uh, happened to work out tonight, but we've done it before. We've, we've loaded up on lines. Um, interesting thing with Carly, I didn't know whether who to put on the wing because I, I, you know, he's never played wing since I've been here. I don't know how much he's played, maybe a little the first year. So that's something I'll have to talk to him about next time if we decide to change like that. But at the end of the day, listen, he's a competitor. He knows the game. He could play defense for us. We really need him, to be honest. He's that smart. So I'm not too worried about that. Ken Volkison in not Vegas. Around the league, there's a lot of kind of boring overtimes. The Golden Knights never play boring overtimes. Are you good with that exciting up? Yeah, listen, I mean, you're trying to win, especially this time of the year. It's so far away. I think if you're 
later in the year, you can start thinking, well, are we better than them in the shootout? Not even, you know, like, listen, we're, we're trying to win the hockey game. You're putting guys out there that can score goals. Uh, they had a great look at the, early on, and then we had a few. I, I still don't know what happened with Theo's chance at Jack game, if he saved it or what. I haven't watched the, but some really good looks. So, um, yeah, I think both goalies were excellent tonight. But th does that surprise anybody? They're two good goaltenders, and um, if they play against each other again, I'm sure they'll have another performance like that. Chris. Hey, Coach. Uh, Chris Golick, Vegas Hockey Now. With two of your more experienced defensemen out of the lineup, is there a concern watching two of your defensemen who have a little more experience in tonight's lineup getting involved in fights? No, no. It's uh, part of the game. I think the the Hag Ben, there could have been carryover. I haven't talked to Nick on that from last year. They hit on Stone. There's probably a little bit of, hey, we've got a score to settle here. That's not going to happen again. But only he can answer that. Uh, the Huddy one's just that that's our team, uh, you know. Listen, there was no penalty called on the hit on Howden. It sure looked like it was um, dangerous, so Huddy got in there. Uh, Marchman was ready, probably threw the first two punches, so he, he knew it was coming. And um, at the end of the day, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. And we're going to encourage that, that we're going to stick up for one another. So in this particular case, you, you know, your, your D get a little more tax that when guys are in the box, but they'll have to find a way. And the forwards should recognize that, that, hey, we're, we're down some manpower back there, so let's make it a little bit easier on them by managing pucks, playing the ozone a little more, just little things you do. So that, that's just a good sign of a good team when you take care of one another. Jesse, Paul, and Chris over here. Hi, Bruce. Jesse Granger at The Athletic. We mentioned the intensity of this game. Um, it's the first time you've trailed this season. I'm curious, are there things you saw from the team tonight that you liked, um, maybe that you didn't see the first few games? Well, it was a more intense game, I think, uh, in terms of physicality. Anaheim got, got up there. There was some, you know, some, some nastiness that was in and out of that game. But for this time of the year, you don't usually see a lot of that. So... We stuck with it. It's a two-to-one game. You don't want to open it up and give up odd man rush after odd. I think we had a breakdown on a breakout right after they made it two-to-one where we didn't execute an over, and they picked it off and threw it to the net front. I think it was Johnson. Great save by Hilly. We might not be talking about a win right now if he doesn't make that save. But that's not a reckless play. That was just a play that we didn't execute. So it wasn't like our mindset was we're going to try to tie the game right away at, at all costs. So we stuck with it, and I thought we had some looks down at their end. And... They don't give you much, Dallas. You got to be patient. And what they, you know, today was a little bit of low to high to the net. And Carly's goal was kind of like probably our fifteenth one of those where we did get it. I think Nick Watt tipped one right before that that was close because they, they don't give you a lot of rush stuff. So I like the fact that we didn't force anything. Our D weren't playing reckless. They're hey, just stay in the game, chip away. And uh, so I like that. I like the like I said the sticking together part. I'm sure they'd say the same thing. Um, team defense was pretty good. Um, yeah, there's there's lots to like. I mean, there's always stuff we can get better at. We missed some open nets. Uh, you know, I'd like to have a few of those back, but some of that's a product. You know, there's a good goalie down there, so maybe you hurry your shot a little bit. Paul Los Santos, uh, the Hockey News. Bruce, can you talk about Kaden Korzak a little bit and how much he's grown in his role in these past two games? It seems like he's finding a groove out there. Yeah, he needs his reps. Um, I think when Corsi's assertive and just playing and on his toes, he's a better player. Sometimes we have to push him to do that. Um, so when he gets to that level on his own, then look out, you know. But 
Uh, tonight he's uh, you know he he got going in the second period. I think we were all a little we were a little tentative on, on the back end at first, in terms of our gaps and getting up the ice. Like last year as the series went on with Dallas, we got better when our D were up. Doesn't mean reckless up, but up, and you know closing off plays early because Dallas has got some big bodies. So if you can get in their way early, they're not you know pinning in again in the glass and their forecheck. So we did a better job with that. He was up on the rush in that particular case. Um, finds the back of the net again. Carly going to the net. Good screen. Um, same with the shot. Carly going to the net. So Corsi can bring some offense. We know that. Um, and uh, he was forced to play some some important minutes. So for me, the, for him and Pahal, these are great games. You know, I don't know how much Huddy's been around, but you play a game like this in October, and this does translate to April and May. This was a, there was some playoff intensity out there. So the more of these types of games they can get comfortable and know they can play in them and function, the better off we're going to be if, 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 if we need those players, which you usually end up having to use them. <clears throat> Go to Chris and last one down. Hey, Bruce. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. I'm going to follow up with that. Um, I'm not sure how many teams in the league would have their ninth defenseman out there in overtime, but... Was that a case of, of you just rolling with a hot hand or are you really liking the skill set that he brings to have him out there in overtime? No, I'm just crazy. No, <laughs> um, I, I like his mobility. Um, and, and, he, and he was having a good night. And he's got some offensive acumen. So usually in overtime, you got to be able to cover some ice. So I think having him out there in that situation, um, that's one of his strengths. So um, that's that was... The thinking behind it. We had talked about putting a forward back there because I've done that over the years in the past, having three forwards out there <coughs> as well. So we didn't get to that, but something we, we would consider as well if, if there's a more mobile option because a lot of times in overtime you get a little man-to-man anyway. So that the fact it's the pivoting part, obviously, a guy flying down on you. But if you can handle that, you know, once you get into the zone, it's a, it's a lot of angling, which forwards do a lot of too. But good for Corsi, handled it well. Oh. Uh, hey, Bruce. Uh, Alan Snell, LVSportsBiz.com. A couple of things. Um, can you talk about Aiden Hill's maturation into really just a top-flight goalie? It seems like he might be ranking among the best in the conference. And also, I think last in the playoffs you had Howden teamed with Stone and Stevie, I believe, and you had him um, with Carly today. I was just wondering if you can talk about the thinking behind that. Ashley noticed that this morning. So... Um, and the thinking behind that is that with Carly, I think Howie's farther along in the 200-foot game than Paul. Paul certainly has some attributes where he's, he's done well with Stevie and Stoney. Last year, he had a stretch there. We went on the road out east. I know in Boston, they had a great game. And on that trip, the other night, they were good. So, and, and asking Stevie and Stoney to sort of pull him along, Paul. Um, and then with Howie, I think he's closer to Riley Smith than, than Paul is in that way. Like, he kills penalties. So given Carly somebody like that. So now we're in a four-line game that doesn't matter who's on the ice, where the draw is. So they're, they're, they can be interchangeable, our left-wingers, but that was the thinking there. Um, as for Hill, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have enough games under his belt to sit here and say, but he sure looks good. He sure looks good since we've got him here. At the start of last year, Logan was playing more than him. He's worked his way up and obviously Right now, his numbers dictate that obviously he's, you know, he's playing great hockey for us. And uh, the maturation, I would say, is probably <coughs> just his calmness in the net. I think he trusts the system in front of him. He trusts the players in front of him. And he trusts his own talent to, to get the job done. So um, that's what I'd say about that. I didn't know him three years ago, but 
some goalies pop quicker than others. Maybe the opportunity wasn't there in Arizona, San Jose. I don't know, but it's certainly here, here, and we're, we're grateful for it. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks, yep, everybody. Thank that uh, no was head coach. To travel to Winnipeg. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 3-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Dallas Stars in the shootout. Vegas improves to 4-0, eight points banked so far this season for the defending Stanley Cup champions. And the Golden Knights keep their record clean, perfect, through four games in this new season. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Vegas' first matinee of the season is set for next Friday, October 27th, as the Golden Knights host the Blackhawks on Nevada Day. Get tickets today and bring the family for a special day celebrating our home state and get a glimpse of Connor Bedard. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars 3-2 in the shootout. Vegas 4-0 on the year. Eight points so far banked for the Vegas Golden Knights this season. Next in action, Thursday night, 5 o'clock puck drop against the Winnipeg Jets up in Winnipeg. It's a two-game road trip, Winnipeg, Chicago, and then the Golden Knights come back home a week from today against the Philadelphia Flyers. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, rough game, for sure. 40 hits for the Golden Knights, 17 hits for the Dallas Stars. Like, there was a... A point in the second period, I thought, where the, the Dallas Stars were certainly throwing the, their body around a bit more physical. And from that point forward, the, the Golden Knights were just all over the Dallas Stars. Body check after body check after body check in on the four check. And they did not shy away from finishing off any hit that was available to them. So uh, playoff intensity, it, it maybe not right there to that degree. But boy, was this the most intense game that the Golden Knights have played to this point in the season. And it's no surprise that it comes against the Dallas Stars in a rematch of the Western Conference Final. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. Uh, no scoring in the first period. It was, a, it was an interesting period in that both teams had their chances. Both teams had their looks. Uh, just nothing fell early on for either Dallas or Vegas. There was a great chance for Michael Amadio in the first period. Wide open net sharp angle and he's just he just kind of puts it on the outside of the post that one goes in you know maybe things are a little bit different but you know the golden knights had their looks dallas had their looks both goaltenders really sharp in the first period so we go to the second period zero zero score and you know we kind of wonder going into the game as to whether or not there would be any follow-up between the golden knights and jamie benton specifically for the hit on mark stone in the western conference final game number three Jamie Benn cross-checks Mark Stone in the neck. It's suspended for a couple of games. There wasn't immediate impact or immediate payback in terms of the Western Conference Final. However, there was, it seemed, some payback tonight as Nick Haig and Jamie Benn dropped the gloves early in the second period. So we got a scrap away from the play. It's Jamie Benn and Nicholas Haig. There was some yapping earlier, and now they have dropped the gloves. Captain Jamie Benn, 6-2-2-10, locked up with Haig, who's 6-6. Haig's helmet pops off, trying to get his right hand free, trying to come over the top. He does. Looked like a headbutt there from Benn, trying to get his right arm free. They're locked up tight. Haig gets his right arm free, starts throwing a couple of rights. 
and then has to duck out of a couple of lefts. Then with a couple more lefts, now crosses with the right. Haig with a hard left cross. Still got each other's collar. Haig tried an uppercut with the right. Van's helmet is still on, so Haig trying to go up with an uppercut or two. They're tiring, and the linesmen jump in. Big time scrap there from Nick Haig and Jamie Ben. Both both competitors get five minutes for fighting, and it seemed like that fight sort of woke up the Dallas Stars as they were able to cash in early in the second period, and they put Vegas behind for the first time this season as Craig Smith scored his first goal of the year. Craig Smith, top of the right circle. Pass to the point, got deflected, it stays in. Harley shoots, knocked down in front. Hutton defends in front again, they score! Rattling all over the crease, and finally, Dallas converts a 1-0 Stars lead. Craig Smith from Tyler Sagan and Thomas Harley. 5.52 of the second period makes it 1-0 Dallas. But the Golden Knights would get that one back as Caden Korzak came off the bench and ripped home his first career NHL goal. Carlson motors in. Hands it back for Howden, working across the slot. Now Korzak shooting. He scored! Far down, Korzak ties it! The first goal for Caden Korzak. What a setup! And the Knights pull even 1-1. Seven minutes to go in the second period. Caden Korzak from Brett Howden and William Carlson. 13-0-3 the second period tied the game at one, so we take that 1-1 tie into the third period, and the Stars regained the lead early in the third as Joe Pavelski's shot went off Braden McNabb and in. From the faceoff, they score! Dallas takes the lead back. Just inside the long post from the left wing, Joe Pavelski continues to pile up the points against the Golden Knights. And right after the draw in the left circle, Pavelski rips it home. Two to one, Dallas. Joe Pavelski, his first of the year from Rope Hints, 2 minutes 50 seconds into the third period, made it two to one, Dallas. But the Golden Knights kept pushing throughout the majority of the third period and eventually tied the game again as William Carlson deflected a point shot past Jake Ottinger. Lines it along to Stevenson, into the zone. Drops it off to Mark Stone. From the point of drive, score! Another point shot from Korzak that gets through, and this one ties it again, 2-2. Tipped on the way to the goal by Carlson. Vegas makes it 2-2 with three minutes to play. William Carlson's first of the season from Caden Korzak and Mark Stone. 17-01 of the third period tied the game at two, so we'd head to overtime. Both teams had some looks. Shea Theodore with an amazing chance. Jake Ottinger, a better save, and no scoring through that five-minute stretch, so we head to overtime. And the Golden Knights would get a goal from Shea Theodore and this one from Jonathan Marcheseau. Jonathan Marcheseau. Goes in the top of the third round. It is a best out of three unless it's tied. They play extra. The righty goes left. Slows. He scores! Rips it low. Walker side. He had a plan. So Marcia So puts the Golden Knights up 2-1 to one in the shootout. Rope hints. Had the game extender on his stick, but Aiden Hill said no and wins the game for the Golden Knights. Lefty goes right, hits the post long side, Vegas wins. They never led until the final shot of the shootout. 
Golden Knights three, Stars two. And for the second time in franchise history, the Golden Knights begin their season 4-0. Aiden Hill has three of those victories. Bailed out a couple of times by red painted iron. He gets the win. Theodore and Marcheseau, the shootout winners. After Korzak and Carlson goals in regulation, the Golden Knights win the shootout 2-1. to one. They defeat the Dallas Stars in the game 3-2. to 3-2 to the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars in the shootout to remain undefeated, a perfect 4-0 oh on the year. We're back with more on the VGK Postgame Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars 3-2 in the shootout. Aiden Hill picks up his third victory of the year. Allowed two goals, but was really sharp. Like, you know, for Aiden, it's it's important to to get into a rhythm early. Like, what he was able to accomplish over the course of the playoffs was was nothing short of fantastic. But you have to carry that through. You've got to be every bit as good again um, as you kind of get into the new season. And I think Aiden Hill's been really, really sharp for the Golden Knights. So that's, that's encouraging. That's promising. Um, but then, like, you look at it from a different perspective, right? For the Golden Knights, no Alex Petrangelo, no Alec Martinez. That's your top pair defense. That That's your entire top pair defense. And yet the Golden Knights didn't give up a ton. There were some breakdowns here and there in the defensive zone, but the Golden Knights didn't give up many odd man rushes. There weren't too many breakdowns that, that really led to quality transition chances for the Dallas Stars. And that's a credit to the Braden Pahals of the world and the Caden Korzaks of the world. Never mind what Caden was able to do offensively. It was a great game from him. But you can fill in those gaps on the defensive side of the puck with the Petrangelo's out and the Martinez is out and the White Cloud's out and still pick up wins against quality opponents. Make no mistake, the Dallas Stars are expected to be one of the better teams, if not one of the best teams, in the Western Conference. And the Golden Knights, down three of their top six defensemen, didn't give them much of anything. That's encouraging. That's organizational depth at its at its strongest and I think for the Golden Knights you have to feel really good about where you're at not just with your record at 4-0 but with the fact that you've been able to get some really quality minutes for the likes of Braden Pahal and Caden Korzak early on in this season and that can translate later on into the year when everything ratchets up a little bit more in intensity and the points mean that much more. We're back to wrap it up next on the VGK Post Game Show you're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. VGK postgame show, 3-2 final. The Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars. Vegas 4-0, eight points on the year. Next in action Thursday night, 5 o'clock against the Winnipeg Jets. Two-game road trip for the Golden Knights. You got Winnipeg, you got Chicago, then you return home a week from today against the Philadelphia Flyers. 8 o'clock puck drop a week from today. We'll get into it. I, I'm always cranky about 7.30 puck drops. We'll get into prime time crankiness from me a week from today and, and 8 o'clock start time. But all that being said, tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar for the Golden Knights. It was very different from the first three games of the year. Like, point blank, just it was, right? The Golden Knights never trailed until they trailed in tonight's game. And they never led in tonight's game either. Like, this is a game where the Golden Knights find two points. They stick with it. They don't 
get too risky and, and try to force offense, and, and they just stick with the game plan. They just stick with what they've got to do in wearing down the Dallas Stars. I, I talked about hits already, 40 hits for the Golden Knights, 17 for Dallas. The Golden Knights laid the body all night long, and I think that Dallas started to kind of fade at midway point through the third period, and then the Golden Knights, they just needed to find one, and they got it off the stick of William Carlson, and then they win it in the shootout to keep their record a perfect 4-0 to start the year. That's going to do it for me here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-2 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars in the shootout. 702-876-1340 702-876-1340 is a number. 702-876-1340. A 4-0 start to the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. A game that felt more like a continuation, at least in my opinion, of the Western Conference Final than it did the fourth game of the regular season. But hey, a win's a win. The Golden Knights bank two points, and they start the year a perfect 4-0. and 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal. How you doing? Doing great. Enjoyed my first game at the Fortress tonight. Um, a game I felt we were pretty fortunate to get the two points. Um, this is pretty much getting to be a habit. Every time we play the Stars, especially with these, two, with these coaches, is you're going to see low scoring, hard to create, high danger chances, very few odd man rushes, and it's really, really good hockey. It was exciting. I, f- I was feeling like it was slipping away because Dallas was really dominating puck possession for most of that third period, and somehow we found our legs after one good deflection in the final four minutes. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll push back a little bit. I, I think that Dallas started to fade a, a little bit more so toward the middle of the third period. I, certainly there was puck possession from them, but nothing really dangerous, nothing threatening in, in terms of offensive chances in the third. And then the Golden Knights just kind of bombarded them late late in the third period. I think a lot, a lot of it had to do with the fact that Vegas was throwing the body. I, I mean, they were hitting every opportunity they had. And I think the cumulative effect of that, plus the fact that the Dallas Stars had about four and a half, five days off between their last game and this game, I think that that just kind of wore them down and the Golden Knights were able to take advantage of it late in the third. I, I love the physicality that we saw late. It, really, it, it got... It got what kind of was uh, not as pumped up of a crowd as normal, but the the physicality really brought brought the brought the noise and brought the energy level up. Um, and I also liked I, I also liked the question because I wanted I wanted to ask Bruce Cassidy myself about uh, what what he was thinking with Caden uh, Korzak playing in overtime because he mm-hmm. was the only other defenseman besides obviously Theodore, and um, he kind of answered it saying that he'd even considered doing a, putting a third forward. Yeah. Um, out there because you're trying to win the game and use our offense. And I thought we definitely, you know, could have could have got the, the extra point in that session. And it was uh, it was just a good team win. Keep keep tacking on the point because um, you never know when a bad break or a controversial call will go against us and it might cost us. But we'll keep keep taking the wins as they come. And I'm 
really happy to see how this team is uh, performing with all the depth and uh, the little bit of injuries we're dealing with. All right, great stuff, Sal. Thanks for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on Caden Korzak a little bit more as we go through the extended postgame show, but uh, great comment there. Sal, 702-876-1340. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Greg. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Good, brother. How you doing? I'm just driving back after having to negotiate the traffic, getting ready for the Formula One race, man. It's been crazy. Yeah, it has. <laughs> Nothing compared to the uh, the game that we just witnessed, though. Eh? I mean, I guess mm-hmm. you could call that the tale of desperate wrist shots from just inside the blue line that surprised everyone, including perhaps the people that shot them. It was remarkable in that sense because, as you said, we were chasing the game. Yeah, I mean, it was anytime you're behind, right? Like you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to find a way to to chip in here and there. But I will say, like. As much as the Golden Knights were chasing the game at times, I, I do feel like they weren't risking, uh, you know, they weren't sacrificing defensive responsibility for offensive chances. And I think that that's kind of the biggest thing with the Golden Knights that, that I noticed throughout the playoff run and certainly early on in the season is that they're in control of their own game. Even if they're down in a game, even if they were down like they were tonight, I think that they, they believe they can come back from any deficit, and they certainly proved that tonight. And, you know, I, I think a lot of that has to do with composure in these moments. Concur. And you mentioned the playoff, and one of the fans in the row behind me, I was in Section 9, said this has the feel, look, and smell of a playoff game. And yeah. it certainly did, especially at that score. And you're right, it wasn't a desperate scenario where we were down, you know, goals on end. But, I mean, it was like, you know, one nothing, one one two one. you know, it, you know very, you know, incremental intensity that really, as you mentioned earlier, ramped up in period two with those tilts. And it was certainly an entertaining game to watch and a bit of a nail-biter for just about everybody. Yeah, great stuff, Greg. Thanks for the call. I, I'm with you there. The intensity of the game was fantastic. And this isn't really a slight on the Anaheim Ducks or the San Jose Sharks. Like, this was a game where the stakes just felt a little bit higher, where you have two two teams that believe they're going to be contenders in the western conference and it had the make and the feel of a game like that and it was really entertaining it was really fun to watch and neither team was was really willing to give an inch in this one and it led to a couple of big fights and a ton of big time hits between the vegas golden knights and the dallas stars 702-876-1340 that's the number let's head back out of the phone lines bring in mike Mike, what happened? You're third in line? What's going on? I met two fast gunslingers tonight, apparently. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, because I was on target with whatever I, I normally do. So I don't even know what I'm to do with myself here. right now, Mike. Jeez. I know, I know. I've got I've to sharpen my skills again. Uh, the truth is, this was hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, this was hockey. And uh, somebody in practice this morning noted that we were working on a shootout. And that's not something we do every practice. But the guys were actually working on their shootout technique for maybe five minutes. Yeah. And I said to, I said to somebody, I wonder if maybe that's why DeBoer, or not DeBoer, that's why Cassidy is doing it, because he believes there might be a shootout tonight. And by golly, there was. Well, Mike, let me ask you a question. Who was the, who was the other team? It was the Dallas Stars. Like, yeah, well, right. There's... there's Almost all the time, like, listen, I, I know it's kind of a bit with me at this point in time, but, like, the Dallas Stars have played one other game this year, and it went to a shootout. 
Like <laughs> they they may play eighty two games this year, and all of them may go to overtime or a shootout. I, I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Well, what is amazing about all of that is overtime is one thing. A shootout is quite another. There's usually a game is decided in those five crucial minutes mm-hmm. with so few people on the ice. But it went all the way, and I mean all the way, for, for three rounds to a shootout. And that is as good as it gets. And let no one ever put asunder the importance of the face-off. I, I argue this constantly with people. They say, oh, the face-off doesn't make any difference. It doesn't matter who wins a face-off. Tell Joe Pavelski that tonight, that it doesn't matter. That Some face-offs are more crucial than others. Well, I'll agree with you there. Some face-offs are more crucial than others, but I, I'd also make the argument that, you know, you're, you have to pick the situation, right? Like, obviously, a, a defensive zone draw when you're killing a penalty – carries more weight than a, a neutral zone face-off or the first face-off of the game or the first one of the period. So, like, in that context, situational face-offs matter. But, right. um, you know, obviously for the Golden Knights, like, you, you don't want to give up a goal in that spot. But they were able to battle back, and they were able to find two points. Yeah. Whenever a, a puck is dropped on the dot in front of your goalie, you better be ready. you just got to be ready. That's all. And it's an important uh, exchange at that time. It was great to see uh, 14 on 14 violence tonight. We, you know, Nick Haig knew that he was going to be the enforcer. Whether we don't know that for sure, because Coach Cassidy said he hasn't talked to him yet. Mm-hmm. But it, it pretty much appeared like he was. Yeah, I mean that one. That one was interesting. And, and thanks, Mike, for the call. I, I have to believe that 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 tilt between Nick Haig and, and Jamie Ben was kind of answering the bell for last season and, and the uh, I, I didn't mean to fall and use my stick as a landing point. Um, Jamie Ben controversy, but, you know, for Nick Haig, like, he's he's a big kid, right? And he's a, a, an incredibly strong kid. And as Bruce kind of talked about after the game, like, this is the makeup of the Golden Knights. Like, you're going to take your number. You're going to find a way to, to make a, a player or a team answer the bell. And you saw it just as as we kind of continued through the second period, right? Like there's a late hit on Brett Howden from Mason Marchment, and Ben Hutton, not not even a thought, just drops the gloves and goes right into action there. And that's what you have when you've got a really tight-knit team, and that's what the Golden Knights are right now. And you got guys sticking up for one another all over the ice, and it's a good thing to see. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. Uh, so I want to, before I forget, shout out to DJ Joe Green for playing Dancing Queen after Wild Bill scored. Oh, it was great. It really was. It, I could hear it. I, I had my TV on and I had uh, my <laughs> headset on with Dan and Gary, and I could hear it like on mm. both, and I was like, this is perfect. This is amazing. Yeah, d- knocked d- it out of the park. Let me just say, like, DJ Joe Green does not miss. Ever, not any point in time. He never misses, and, and a big reason why the atmosphere in here is always fantastic. He, he kills it every game. Just love him to death. Um, as far as the game goes, like it was good to see the Knights pull out a win, right? You're not going to win every game the same way all year. They're not all going to be easy. They had to grind for this one. They had to put the work in, um, had to go to the shootout, and they mm-hmm. did it. 
And of course, Jay and Marshy score in the shootout. Like those are our go-tos, and I love seeing them both put it in the back of the net for the shootout. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. And, and thanks, Stephanie, for the call. Uh, number one for pointing out Dancing Queen, but number two for you know pointing out Shea Theodore and Jonathan Marcheseau, and you know their their shootout prowess. Like Shea Theodore's got all the handles. He's phenomenal in, in that regard. But you know, from there, I, I think for the Golden Knights, like you, you build a little bit of confidence in your individual skill and your game when you're able to put some shootout victories behind you. It is a skills competition. The Golden Knights are a skilled hockey team. It hasn't always worked out well in the shootout, but the fact that you're able to bank this one early on in the season, I think gives you a little bit more confidence as you go on because shootout victories are going to be important over the course of an 82-game season. So we've got a lot more to get to here. We're going to take more of your phone calls on the other side of the break. 702-876-1340. If you've never called before, pick up the phone and call now. We're talking about a 4-0 and Vegas Golden Knights hockey team by virtue of a 3-2 victory over the Dallas Stars in the shootout tonight. 702-876-1340 is the number. More of your calls next on the Extended Postgame Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know... Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-2 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars in the shootout. Vegas now a perfect 4-0 on the year, eight points in the bank. Next in action Thursday night, 5 o'clock against the Winnipeg Jets. Two-game road trip, Winnipeg, then Chicago. Back here inside T-Mobile Arena a week from today against the Philadelphia Flyers. 8 o'clock puck drop there. We'll uh, we'll talk about it, I promise. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I, I mean, I can't complain. It was a really entertaining <laughs> hockey game, and I got to be here, and I got to see it. So I'm I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I know you could complain because it's a little late, so... I appreciate you staying around, hanging out, taking our calls. So I think I speak for all of us when I say thank you for all that you do. Oh, well, you're, you're welcome. And listen, like, I'm not I'm not old enough to start yelling at clouds yet, but I'm getting there. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I, I feel it, too. Um, but I just, you know, one thing, I, I love the early game, the earlier games of the season. I love the easy victories. But for me, this game was all about, finding ways to win. Mm -hmm. That was a big thing last season, you know, finding ways to win the full 60 minute perfect game. And it, to me, it feels like we are uh, picking up right where we left off and I'm here for it. Yeah. To me, this, this one felt like an extent extenuation of the, the Western conference final. Like, and when you kind of get to that level of intensity, this early on in the regular season, it gives you a kind of a taste of, of what you're going to get from some of the better teams in the league on a night-to-night basis because the Golden Knights are defending Stanley Cup champions. And I think iron sharpens iron. I think the Golden Knights are going to be a better team at the end of the year because of the types of games they're going to be playing against some of the best in the league, and you saw that tonight against Dallas. Oh, I, I know everybody's coming for us. We got a target on our back, and I say bring it on. Let's go. Let's pop, uh, I know I got work tomorrow, but let's pop the Dom Perry on. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, who stood out to you tonight? Um, you know, I, I Aiden Hill, of course. I yeah. just, you know, I love when he just leans back on that the um, the crossbar on the goal. It's it's another day at the office for him. It doesn't matter who he's fell, uh, facing, mm-hmm. Pavelski, um, 
Robinson. It doesn't matter. He looked amazing, like as always. And it's he's a chill hill, and I love it. All right, great stuff, Stephanie. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, great insights as always. Uh, beautiful stuff. And, and Aiden Hill was great. Uh, William Carlson for me, I, like I thought he was the best Golden Knights forward in the game. I, I really did. It, the, the motor never stops with William Carlson, and, and obviously he gets the late game time goal. But there were so many other plays that he made over the course of the game that that stood out to me. Uh, but you can't go wrong with Aiden Hill. He was fantastic again tonight for the Golden Knights. Let's go back out of the phone lines. Bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Yeah. Rita, you with me? I'm here. Oh, awesome. How you uh, doing? Yeah. Well, I'd like to go in a different direction if I can. Okay. I mean, the Insider Show is now a dating app, so I, <laughs> I think I'm okay with this. I don't usually talk about my aches and pains. But this one was both funny and scary. Hmm. I had uh, an outpatient surgery today. Oh, wow. Supposed to be routine and quick. Mm-hmm. You know it's not when Chapman's not there with the seven-second button and my very highly educated vascular surgeon lets three or four F-bombs drop while you're laying there. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Are you That's okay? That's why we Wait, had this close hold, game tonight. Hold on, it was doomed hold, to be a bad day. Hold on, hold on. You had surgery earlier today, and you're calling in right now? Well, I'm in pain, but they gave me some good stuff. Are you? you hold know? on. Let's 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 get one. Are you okay? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm old. Stuff hurts. You know, <laughs> it's just what it is. <laughs> But, oh, Rita, you're the but, best. I mean, seriously, has anyone out there ever had their vascular? And he did it under his breath, but I'm laying right under him. Mm-hmm. I hear it. And I go, where the hell is Chapman? We need someone to stop this because you don't mm-hmm. feel good when you hear that. No, not at all. Not at all. Well, I'm glad you're you're feeling well enough to call in. Um, and, you know, you, you mentioned it. Like, this was a tougher game, but. They pulled out two points for you. Like, there you go. Well, yeah, that's only because of us, not because of the surgeon, man. He drinks <laughs> this whole day. It's all on him. You know, yeah. it took all of our power to win this baby. But anyway, I just found it. I, I've never had that happen before. And you're yeah. in what they call a dream state. So you're going, did I really hear that? Then you right. hear a couple more and you go, oh, yeah, that's what I heard. Did did he give you any like reason as to why that happened? Like after oh, the fact? We had a, yeah, well, he explained to me everything that went wrong oh, afterwards. Boy. Oh yeah, that was fun. You know, it, yeah. Sometimes you really just don't want the details. You know, <laughs> you just I'd rather not know. Thank you. Just we're done. We're good. Rita, can I can I say that I think you might be the toughest caller that we've ever had? Well. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, well, you got to keep life interesting, yeah. and you know, when the, when and when the Knights put me through a hand wrenching game like this, yeah, it was just a topper to the day. I prefer the four ones, and we mm-hmm. we just move on. Well, I I told you, and, and I don't know if you were able to listen to the Insider Show, but like I, I said, this was going to overtime. 
So Dallas no, Stars. I, I, of course. That's, I'm going to have to listen to the recording. No, they, I talked to the doctor about my Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. He got me home just in time for puck drop. Awesome. I was supposed to be home at like one or two because, yeah. you know, as we said, it was supposed to be routine. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I got home in time for puck drop, but I'll listen to your recording. Okay. But you usually get it right anyway. Who were you tonight to sign? Uh, I had I had uh, Mark Stone and Will Carrier. So, ooh, you hurt your record. Yeah, well, it happens. It happens. Yeah, I, I, bummer. I should have gone William Carlson. I don't know what I was thinking. I should I should have <laughs> I should have really been clued in. But hey, listen, <clears throat> I'm glad that you're you're home. I'm glad that you're safe. I'm glad that you know whatever the complications were uh, that you were able to be here with us tonight and, and call in, Rita. You are. A champion among champions. I'm not even kidding. That, that's phenomenal Well, stuff. see, and I think it's good we get out there that the Insider Show is now a d- dating website, you know. <laughs> in case well, anybody's lonely out there. Well, listen, we just talked to Stephanie. I think we've got something planned, something a little bit special tomorrow on the Insider Show. So uh, make sure you listen in on that. And, uh, Stephanie, we haven't forgotten about you. Uh, we're still trying to make that connection with Joe. So, hey, listen, this is what we do. We aim to please. Rita, thanks so much for the call. <laughs> Um, I, I do hope that you are feeling better and that you get better and uh, that we keep getting to have this conversation because you're one of my favorite people in the world. I, I mean that sincerely. Uh, let's take a break and wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 3-2 final. The Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars in the shootout. And if you're just joining us, Rita, get well soon. Um, one of the greatest calls we've ever had here on the Extended Postgame Show. Rita had surgery earlier today and made it home for puck drop and watched the game and called into the postgame show. Like, that that's dedication if there ever was. Uh, dedication and uh, stick taps all the way around to Rita. You win the night. I know the Golden Knights won the game, uh, but Rita, you win the night. Congratulations. Well done on that. Uh, so for the Golden Knights, uh, more of the same. 4-0 start to the year. Eight points banked. And next in action Thursday, 5 o'clock puck drop against the Winnipeg Jets. Two-game road trip, Winnipeg and then Chicago. That's right. We get to take a look at Connor Bedard early on in the season. And then we're back here inside T-Mobile Arena a week from today against the Philadelphia Flyers. That one's an 8 o'clock puck drop. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Joe Costa in the studio, making sure we stay on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers, but especially to you, Rita. Thank you. Uh, you rock. That's all I've got to say. Until, thir- uh, until Thursday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe. This is the home of the Vegas Golden Knights all season long. Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. KKGK AM Las Vegas.